It's the Life of Tribe podcast, and we're back. Way it's been a couple of weeks. Um, I've had a new addition to the family. There's a new Life of Tribe baby, so we're back to sleepless nights and changing nappies. But anyway, we've got a few episodes ready to go. They should be uploaded over the next few nights. Um, rather than wait, we're going to probably put two or three. Um, in one go so keep an eye out uh, have a look at the channel we're, we're now on youtube as well we've those that we've recorded using zoom because it's lockdown we've we've put the the visual and the audio on youtube so you get to see my lovely face so check us out uh, life of tribe podcast or life of tribe channel um on youtube so check it out there's also some general hints and tips and advice videos so check them out as well but in this episode, I talked to Matt, Matt Hutchison. Get my words out. Jesus Christ, Dan, what's going on here? Um, yeah, I talked to Matt. I've known him for a number of years. We've trained together. Um, I'd like to think that I got Matt into triathlon, but the, he may tell me something totally different. Um, Matt was due to do Ironman Wales this year. So we have a chat because this was recorded mid-June, at which time we had just been told that Ironman Wales was not going ahead so I have a chat with Matt about his thoughts on that and also what the future now looks for Matt in 2020 um, probably you'll find out anyway but you know he is already looking to 2021 all the races that he signed up for unfortunately have been pushed to next year so he's going to have a busy year especially if he uh, wants to do anything new as well so let's just jump straight into the episode here's, uh, here's the episode with Matt Hutchison thanks all So, Matt, thanks for joining us. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks. Good. So, it's 2020. It's a bit of a funny old year. It's uh, been a bit of a non-starter as regards to to races and, um, and, well, training has happened. But then training when we had lockdown became a little bit more difficult. Um, this year, what did, what did you have planned? Um, what didn't I have planned was, <laughs> would be a better question, really. Um for me, this year was was all about Ironman Wales um, in September, um, and I'd signed up for a, a few events to get as um, ready as possible as I can for it. Um, so I was looking at um, the Barry Triathlon. Um, when was that? May um, by the Sleep When You're Dead guys. Yeah. Um, I was in Brecon to do the Titan in June. Um, you know, good tough course to help get prepare the legs and things. Um, my other half actually signed me up for Leeds Olympic Triathlon as well, um, which is part of the WTS series. Yeah, yeah, the weekend is a cracking event up there. Yeah, I've never been, um, never, never been to see a pro race, so um, you know that, that was that was on the bucket list really. And then to to get a space on the Saturday, the day before as well, um, you know, to race on the same course as the pros, the Brownlee boys, and things was. Um, what time of year is that? And uh, that was June as well. Yeah, so I'd, um that would be the beginning of June. Middle of June would be Titan. Um, I was in for long course as well. Um, I was up for doing full, um, just to see how that goes, and uh, and then into Wales. So busier. Did you sign up for full long course, or, or did you sign them up for full but individually? If that makes uh, any sense. So I've I've got the four medals. <laughs> so I signed up for the full but individually this time. You just you save so much money by doing uh, that, didn't you? I, 
Ironman's getting more and more expensive every year, um, but the, the price of some of these events is, is just astronomical. So if you can if you can save a few quid here or there. Um, yeah. Well, I, I remember Long Course Weekend. It used to be something like forty or forty forty five pound an event. Yeah. Um. So you could do all three events for hundred and thirty, whatever it was, right? Um. And now it's um. And then actually, sorry, it was ten pound more if you wanted that extra medal. Okay. To, yeah. to 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 put it all together, but now it's like over two hundred odd quid, isn't it? Two hundred fifty. Yeah, quid? Some, something like that. I think I had the the three individually for you know still over hundred and fifty quid. I think probably wasn't far short of two hundred quid. So it's uh it's not a cheap sport, is it? No, no. <laughs> no but so I, I think you know I said to you before we came online, like I want to try and get a little bit of, about why you got into triathlon um, before we go into the main topic. So yeah. And I know some of these answers, but you know the listeners won't. So, when when did it all start for you? Because I know you you know you come from a football and a rugby background, similar to me. Um, so when did the the triathlon journey start for you? Um, I forget what year it was now. Maybe like 2015, 2016, something like that. I think um, I think twenty sixteen was probably my first. Well, that was my first. Yeah, twenty fifteen. So first Ironman was twenty sixteen. Um, but I've done a couple of events in twenty fifteen. Um, but yeah, like like a lot of people, I came from a rugby background. You know, brought up in South Wales. Um, had problems with injuries. Fed up a feeling like crap on a Monday morning from getting beat up all weekend. Yeah. Um, and I was looking for something else, really, um, something to get my teeth stuck into, something to stay fit for. Um, but I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a social beast. I needed something that would allow me to, you know, I'm an extrovert. I need to be around people, and I, that's where I get my energy. So. Um, I started cycling first off, um, just got a bike um, and I was obviously working with yourself and, and Gareth and Lee who um, started to kind of dabble in triathlon as well. So we got a bit of a, you know, there's a bit of camaraderie there, which which got us all going, I think, and, and kept us going once we'd started. Um, and then as soon as I kind of got the bug, as they say, um, the rest was history. So, um, you know, I was new to triathlon. I went down to watch Ironman Wales and within 10 minutes of arriving at North Beach, I was, you know, I wanted a piece of it. And, and the rest so of it. did you go down in 2015 to watch the first one for you? Yeah. 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 And, that, and that's exactly happened to me. I went down in 2011 for the first one in South Wales, in, in Tenby. And um, I was hooked. It took me two years to get the courage to sign up for um, then to do 2014. And, you know, and I, I did... Um, 2016 with you and I, you know, I remember training with you and that enthusiasm you get from those people around you and just you know either by watching them race or watching them train is brilliant I, I love it you know it's what makes all the difference yeah yeah it does it does it, it can be a lonely old sport so you need to get people around you yeah I, well yeah it is right if and i remember i've been there you know you're training for whatever event and, and it can be a low you know it doesn't have to be an ironman distance it can be a um a sprint or it can be olympic distance it can be lonely and some people enjoy that element of it and but for me and i know for you as well being part of a club or being part of a collective of people who go out and train together and we're able to push each other that's that's what i love about it there's nothing better than 
having a bit of a you know um, competition against each other you know whether it be climbing up a mountain on a bike or whether it be pushing each other on hill reps or interval training or something along those lines I, I, it's brilliant absolutely brilliant yeah, so, so what I, did you sign did you sign up for Ironman before you had done a triathlon um no so 2015 um, I completed Cardiff triathlon in the, in the June I think it was then um you know, uh, we did. Um, I did Gower then in September, so I'm still at Olympic distance. We got two Olympics in, um, and then I went to watch Wales two weeks after, and, and that was it. Um, yeah, uh, that's good because you know the, the number of people out there who stupidly sign up for Ironman without doing a, a race yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're one of them. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got a couple of friends who are the same. Uh, you know, one of my one of my friends signed up for Ironman. He couldn't swim. Yeah, uh, that that you know that was the motivation he needed to to learn to swim as an adult. Which um, um, you know, and you know Gareth, who we used to work with, he'll know this guy as well. But we um when I first went down in 2011 to watch Tembi, I went down to watch a mate from the running club, and that guy he couldn't swim, and he um he learned to swim. He took him a year. He got on the course. He started the swim, um and unfortunately he got cut off time wise. Um, and I think he was something like three minutes late coming out of the water and they had to stop him. He was running up the beach, um, people around him, um, the officials basically had to go over and say, mate, i got to stop you. He, you know, he'd been swimming for two and a half hours or close to at that point. He was delirious, didn't know where he was. Um, and like, he, he was trying to continue to run on and people were like, no, no, you got to stop, you got to stop. Um, people were in tears. <laughs> I never seen like a like a full beach of people crying because he had to. It's an emotional day. I think um, you know everyone on that beach knows. You know they don't they don't know exactly, but as a, a sense of what people go through just to get there. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, friends and family will know that um, the, the hours that you put in for something like Iron Man. Yeah. But exactly. going back to some of those earlier races, and you, you spoke about Cardiff, you spoke about Gower. Did you feel then that that puts you in a good position for the longer distances because you get the learning from it, whether it be transition or whether it be how you train for a, a, a bike into a run or a swim into a bike? Yeah, I think, I think it's just my personality type a little bit. I'm a, I'm a bit of an all or nothing kind of guy. So as soon as I'd started dabbling in short, the course stuff, you know, the, the longest, the longer stuff was really, you know, it, it didn't scare me. I respected it, but I was confident enough that you know, with an hour, with a year, really of preparation, I could, um, you know, I could tackle it. And you know, I've always had a good engine. Played in the middle of the park in football. You know, played twelve, ten, nine in rugby. So um, I was pretty confident I could get around the place. So it was just a case of, um, you know, learning the ropes and and increasing my understanding of triathlon. And you you help with that. Get you know, Gareth's enthusiasm is infectious. Um, you know, back in our days when we used to work together, so that just the timing was right, really. So that's yeah. what led me to it. And like I said earlier, I love that that enthusiasm you get off other people, but also when you then introduce people to the sport, and yeah. and you you just see the buzz that they get, especially if they complete their first race, or even if it's complete in a first um, bike ride. And uh, a lot of the people that I train with. They don't come from a cycling background. A lot of them, like ourselves, would come from a football and rugby background. So running isn't alien to them. But again, they don't have that discipline of 
trying to stick to a pace which gets them to an end of race. They, they, they're either 100 miles an hour, and I was definitely like this, 100 miles an hour, and then you're blowing up after a, a set period of time rather than going the full distance. Um, but that buzz that you get from completing a, a, your first bike ride or, you know, around by us, we've got some monster hills, and, you know, and I think that's what gets people as fit as they do within Wales. You know, you, uh, wherever you go from where we live, you can't go far without going up a hill. And it's not a hill, it's, it's a bloody mountain. And, yeah. you know, take um, Rickos, for example, or the Bulk, they're, they're well known around our area. But that first time you climb it, and you get to the top, and a, and a couple of them have got some sort of false summits. You get there and you think, oh, brilliant. And you look around the corner and there's a bloody another X amount of feet to climb. Um, but yeah, I love it. That buzz is, is absolutely brilliant. And and it's hard to explain to someone who hasn't done the sport or hasn't done cycling um, before that, that feeling. It's yeah, it's, it's, it, is, it is difficult to explain. And, you know, the, the racing is, is just the icing on the cake, really, isn't it? You know, if, you, if you've got an active lifestyle and you're out swimming, biking, running, and, you know, you're, you're socialising with people, you're just going to get, you get that buzz day in, day out. You know, it gets you out of bed every morning. So, uh, and, and you are right, right? That that buzz of training, and like I run around by me, or I cycle around by me, or I could be fifty miles from home on the bike, and I'll see someone that I know from the world of triathlon climbing a mountain or or descending a hill or what have you, or I'm running down um, a trail near my house and you run past someone who you know and you're like jesus christ you know i try and get away sometimes from you guys and you just just get followed yeah but but yeah you're 100 right you know that that buzz that you get from training but also the race day is special but i probably get as much buzz from training as i do from race day simply because race day is the icing on the cake if you put the work in and you've got to that point where um you're fit enough to, to actually do a race. And it doesn't matter what distance. It could be sprint all the way up to Ironman, to even ultra Ironman. Um, if you put the training in, that feeling of how fit you are is brilliant. And I get such a buzz off that. And at the moment, I don't have it because you know, I'm not training as much as I used to because of two kids. But it's, yeah, it's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, totally agree. Couldn't agree more. So looking forward then, we're not looking forward, looking slightly back to the beginning of this year um, and COVID-19 pandemic hit us. So it just didn't hit us, it hit the whole bloody world. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm assuming you would have been training throughout the winter. How, how did your training go? Yeah, so um, my, my prep this year has been spot on, really. I had a good winter. Um, I enjoy like uh, hitting the gym and CrossFit and things, and I've got um, a couple of friends with S and C background, so um, I had a really good winter. Um, swim times were tumbling. Uh, I was lifting a lot of weight off the floor, and generally just taking over with the biking and running and, and getting a good base in. Um, turn of the year, then people start to kind of focus a bit more on track on specific stuff, which I started to do. Um, got through the kind of end of winter really in really good shape. Um, I was really looking forward to kind of getting an eight-week block in, I suppose, the lead-up to um, Barry Trathon in May. Um, but then, of course, just as we were all starting to get, um, you know, tri-specific, if you like, um, coronavirus hit. So, um, and I suppose we've 
we've all been in limbo since. You know, there's been a lot of uncertainty, so it's it's been difficult to train because you, you you didn't know whether you were training for something. To be honest, yeah, and but and I was going to get to that point. Yeah, you know, I suppose some of the issues are around motivation. The pools are closed um, yeah. within where we live. Um, yes, you can get out in the bike and the run, but if you go by the letter of the law, technically in the first few weeks you weren't able to go far. So yeah. the bike is non-existent. So were you able to get out on the bike or were you doing anything in the house? Yeah, well, I've got, um, I'm lucky enough, I've managed to, to get a watt bike in um, for six months or so. So um, biking has got better really just because it's so, you know, the benefits of indoor training. Um, you know, we take away all the variables, you can get some real good sessions in. Um, I don't think anything can prepare you for being out in the hill, <laughs> especially on the roads around by us, you know, there's hills everywhere. But, um, you know, what bike's been great. Um, I signed up for Zwift, um, which I didn't want to do really, but again, all my friends were the people I trained with were on there, so I was missing that social element of training, which being on Zwift and using Zoom and things, you know, gave me gave back to me, which was great. Um, and you know, running hasn't been affected too much, it's just been a lot of lonely miles really on your own rather than meeting up with friends and things, which has its pros and cons, I suppose. Yeah. And you know, for me, it's you get you sometimes get the run over and done with quickly, but it's like you said, it's a it's a lonely old road. Yeah, absolutely. So, what are your thoughts on um, some of the comms then that we had from Ironman? We you know, were you happy enough with it, or do you understand the situation they're in? Uh, this whole it's really understandable. I think communications were um, okay. You know, this they couldn't. They can't communicate what information they don't have. Um, you know, and none of us had a crystal ball. So I think there was a lot of understanding from, you know, our our club Philly tries especially, but I suppose the triathlon community really that, you know, organisations that were holding events were going to do their best to make sure that they happened. So um, communications have been good. I think, you know, the only thing you'd say is why did Ironman take so long when you know. Hawaii's getting cancelled in October. There are, you know, races towards the end of October, November being cancelled before Wales in September, you know, early September. But um, I just think maybe, you know, with it being the 10th year anniversary and, um, you know, that, that community in Tempe relies so heavily on on that weekend at the end of the summer. Maybe they were, I'd like to think they were trying to wait as long as possible just to see if they could come up with some solution. But um, you know, and that and that kept us all going to a point. Um, you know, that that glimmer of hope, that light at the end of the tunnel, has you know has kept me fit and kept me going um, until and, now. But yeah, and but you're right though. Um, you know what triathlon has done to sort of Pembrokeshire and, and to South Wales anyway, but definitely Pembrokeshire is brought a new industry in. And yeah. you know, yeah. Tembe itself used to be this sleepy-ish seaside town. And then all of a sudden, a, a whole different clientele of people started going to Tempe 10 years ago. And it's yeah. not just the Ironman weekend. It's the long course weekend. It's people going down for training runs. Yeah. It's the um, other events that are happening you know, in and around um, Pembrokeshire area. Um, yeah. So I, for personally, I, I have no issue with it. And I didn't sign up for Ironman this year, so I don't know the exact comms. But you get a flavor of it from Facebook and you know, on the yeah. various social media outlets. Um, but yeah, for me, 
what what more could they do? They, they, they can't answer questions that they don't know. That it, it's not they aren't the only stakeholder in all of this. You know, you would have had Pembrokeshire Council, and Pembrokeshire Council wouldn't have issued a license for that event if they didn't feel it was safe to do so. There's a lot of money involved. People have wages to 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 be paid. Iron Man itself has just you know been bought out by a, a new company, so you can understand there's a, there's a lot of things to consider. And yeah. also, would you want to be a race director in this in this in this environment? I wouldn't, because you got you can't please everyone. You yeah. you know you could in theory give full refunds, but how the hell do you pay for your overheads? And no doubt things are already paid, whether it be deposits for portal lose or, or what have you. Yeah. There's money that has come out of people's accounts. And Iron Man could be the biggest brand in the world, or they probably you know, they're the biggest brand within triathlon, but it doesn't mean that they got all the money in the world to just cover these costs. Yeah. So the the from my point of view, there's there's some responsibility from participants as well as um the the people running these events to ensure that we, we have triathlon next year. Otherwise, yeah. there, there could be a lot of companies going to the wall. I'm Probably not so much Ironman, definitely the more the smaller events. Yeah. But, you know, it, yeah. you'd be damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, I think the, the key thing to remember is that those those who hadn't already deferred because of injury or coronavirus and things like that, you know, the people are still on that start list wanting to race. So... If you were still on that list, you know, give the organisation as much time as you can to help, you know, give them time to make it happen. Yeah. I think the only, you know, the, the real frustration I see now, now it has been cancelled, is, is that you know these local events have been able to be really flexible with people and they they seem to be a little bit more understanding. Whereas, you know, I I, I wasn't planning on doing I'm on Wales next year to be honest with you, you know. Honeymoon was delayed, so that's next year. It's, it's my my wife's thirtieth next year, so we had other plans. Yeah. Um, but you know, and I, I contacted Iman to say, look, Iman Wales isn't happening. What other options do I have? Um, and it was pretty much, um, you either race in twenty twenty, you either move to a race in twenty twenty, or all we can offer you is a twenty five percent refund. And you know, you, you're never going to take that. You know, I was I was hoping that there would be a little bit more flexibility with the terms and conditions to say right you know the t's and c's say you need to race in 2020 but how about an early race in 21 you know lanzarote yeah. you know dubai something like that and you are right you know that there has to be some flexibility because <laughs> what races are going to happen in 2020 no well i you know i took one look at the race calendar and you know options that are affordable and you know within europe you're looking at two in spain that just in as bad a situation as us um you know one in portugal which you know may happen um but other than that you were talking you know going to south america and mexico and things like that so it's just not not realistic you know yeah it, it, like i said it's it's a funny old year and i i wouldn't want to be a race director in this but at the same time you know the whole industry needs to look after customers organizers and what have you but Hey ho! So th- this would have been your third Ironman. Yeah. Any changes to what you've done previously? I'm talking Ironman races as well, because no doubt you learn every time you do this, and you, this sport it's a, it's a constant learning curve. You, you, there's always something new to consider. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, oh, I, I, you know, my 
my racing style strategy training has has changed dramatically over you know the last few years um you know started off like many did use a don't think book to to get some foundation of understanding and some you know framework to train to which you know it got me to a you know a 12 26 finish year one and that got down to kind of 11 49 um so you know i was seeing progress um and the plan this year was was to get go into a little bit more detail really and get a more specific coach you know we've got we've got some good um local locally run organizations in the south wales area that um you know offer good good flexible plans for people you know you've got endura prep iron monk performance you know whittle fit things like that um so the plan was to you know spend a little bit more money this year and and try and attack that 11 hour mark as as hard as possible really but um apart from that i, I tend to keep training pretty simple to be honest um you know three hard sessions a week one hard swim one hard bike one hard run three long ones and some weights and kind of yoga based stuff in between really and i think triathlon can become really complicated if you overcomplicate it <laughs> yeah well it's one of the mantras on the on the channel you know it's triathlon made simple and and yeah. that the, the danger is that as a sport we we make it inaccessible yeah inaccessible to other people because we complicate it too much and you just go on some of the facebook forums or or whatever or twitter whatever you're out there and people just make it complicated you know you've got um, guys and girls coming into the sport don't come from the background of swim bike run and all they want is simple information and people just overcomplicate it and yeah, they, they start talking about different equipment and what have you I remember first coming into the sport and people talking to me I, I needed to get some advice about a bike and they started talking about group sets and yeah. this get that and I didn't have a clue what a group set was I just needed someone to say to me yeah that'll do the job yeah, this yeah. is what you need. If um, I suggest to you for your first Ironman, just get round. Then yeah. decide if you like the sport or not. And if if if, if you do, upgrade. But yeah. to begin with, keep it simple. Don't spend a lot of money. Um, and just you know, do yourself proud by putting it uh, putting the work in. Yeah. But yeah. um, but yeah, like I said, you know, people there is a lot of snobbery around the sport because it you know you can buy a ten thousand pound bike. Or what you can do is buy a three hundred pound second hand bike off eBay. Yeah. You know, but and that's and that's where I'm, where I'm coming from is it is accessible. Yeah, absolutely. But people need to realise that everyone started somewhere in the sport. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. So yeah, you mentioned it already. Um, next year, then more or less everything gets pushed to twenty twenty one. I'm assuming. Yeah, my year is just all being pushed on the next year really um see the same event lineup hopefully um which should be good prep for me um i'll look at some specific coaching to help me um improve further but apart from that training until then will be kept really simple um the hard the hard sessions will be short and hard the long ones will be long and easy and and, and the rest will look, will look after itself through the winter i suppose because that was one of my main questions. Like I said, is what what are we what what's next for you? Well, you know, this I'm trying to say to people at the moment that I speak to, this is an opportunity. If you've been in the sport for a couple of years and you can become so overwhelmed with the amount of training that you need to do that people forget um, to take a step back and take stock. 
So often, you know, people are training with injuries or people might have a specific weakness, whether that be muscular or a discipline weakness. Um, now is a perfect opportunity to put some of those foundations right. Yeah. And, yeah. and really, really get, you know, hit the ground running for next year. Yeah, I think this, people are going one or two ways at the moment, I think. Either they're, they're seeing the cancellation of Wales as, a, you know, as, you know, a great opportunity to work on those those weaknesses and, you know, build a bigger base into the winter, which essentially is going to put you in a better position once race season comes along. Um, or you're in the boat with me, <laughs> where where I am really, where, you know, I've been training since September now for I'm on Wales. We're, what, 12, 13 weeks out and it's gone. Um, so for me, I'm going to, I plan to keep going because I, I need it. I need it. I need, you know, I need the training both, for, you know, mentally, socially, physically. Um, so I plan to to do my own local Ironman. Really, I'm gonna design a route I like. Design a route I know. Um, keep training, but just take all the pressure of, of an event out of it, um, and just get the distance in. Um, oh, cool. The end of August, early September. Just I, I need to. For me, I need to cash in on what what I've developed, you know. And it's, it's having a bit of focus, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. That, that, yeah, I can understand why people are so disheartened and now losing motivation and think, ah, oh, sod it, I'll just pick this up yeah. in the winter. And if it was me, you know, and you, you probably remember this about me, like, I, I'm a bugger. I, I, I'm, I can't do winter cycling. I'm really bad at it. Yeah. Um, so I then don't get on the bike until spring, and by which point I'm already playing catch-up. Yeah. So for me, yeah, that's one of my goals this year is keep um, get cycling, keep cycling, get through the winter, and then into twenty twenty one. Hopefully, have a strong year because I know yeah. if, I, if I get my bike right, my my run falls into place. Um, yeah. But if I'm if I'm you know weak or tired coming off the bike, then I'm got a chance in my bike. I'm yeah, yeah. We we know Wales. It's all about the bike. If you can get a good base, you know what we're going to win. It's it's a tough enough course, isn't it? Without having to run four laps of six <laughs> miles of which three are uphill um <laughs> on tired legs and you're, well, you're gonna have tired legs anyway but to have short legs is is something else yeah exactly. uh, anyway matt we'll call it there thanks for your um insight into that it's you know much appreciated it's um uh, like i said it's a funny old time we're in at the moment so keep uh keep your head up keep strong and uh yeah we'll hopefully have you on in the future as well yeah no problem at all thanks Charlie. Right. cheers buddy Yes, I'm fixed.